Okay. All, All right. right. This chair sounded a little rattly. Yeah, it did sound. <laughs> How's this? Better? Is that better? All right, we're good. You going live now? All right, everybody. Whenever you see us live, this is Pastor Fiona from Victor Christian Fellowship. I am with Dr. Jacobs from Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> and we had a conference just now, a woman's conference called the Ministry of Angels. And Dr. Jacobs, we asked the ladies to put some questions out that uh, maybe they have for about angels. And so Dr. Jacobs has agreed to help answer some of those questions. But we ran out of time at the conference, so here we are after the conference. And we're answering these questions. Okay. So <laughs> Dr. Jacobs is going to have all these questions. Um, ah. Okay, I'm going to put that one at the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first question is, okay. can angels appear both in female and masculine form, and do they illuminate or shine? I answer the first part of that. They could be male or female. There's a verse of scripture in Zechariah. If you want me to find it, I can try to find it. That I think indicates they could be female. I've read some books that indicated they were in some situations. I know I'm going against the grain here with a lot of teachers on that. Uh, and I could be wrong. But uh, let me see here. It's in uh, Zechariah 5, verse 9. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, and the wind was in their wings, mm. for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephath between the earth and heaven. So that would indicate to me that perhaps there could be female angels and stuff. And of course, you know, uh, Galatians 3.28, you quoted that during the conference, mm-hmm. and there's neither male or female in the Lord. I don't see why that would be a problem. I know a lot of people, either male chauvinist people that are preachers, <laughs> or, uh, you know, other people may not agree with that, but I see some potential for that to be okay. in some areas, and um, that's my answer right now. Okay. Now, I don't know if they all glow or not. They, you know, the ones I've seen, some of them, there was an aura around them, and uh, the one that appeared to me when I was five, he was translucent. I could see through him partially. But uh, some of them have not all appeared the same dimension there right. about glowing or something like okay. that. They can appear in a lot of different forms. So, Right. That, 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 I think, will solve a lot of problems because people are concerned. So, I would say this to guard people, though. No matter what kind of creature appears to you, whatever they say to you, it's not so much what they look like as what they say because they could say, you know, stuff, talk trash, talk inappropriate scriptures or twist the scriptures to make it sound like it's godly and may not be God at all. So how do you test if an angel is from God or not? Well, I'd say if you listen to what he says, you have to find scriptures that cover that or indicate some allusion to that that's a biblical comment they're making. That's what I would say. I I didn't bring those notes with me how to determine a real angelic visit versus a not a real one. I would say... You know, if they say something that's off the cuff according, like, you know, a couple's married, and they say you need to divorce your wife and marry this other girl, or the, to the husband or to the wife, you need to divorce your husband and marry this guy. That's probably not God. He's not divorcing right. people. But uh, And some of it's just obvious. Yes. But some people, because of lack of knowledge, they could believe that that's something because somebody shows up, 
But the Bible says even the devil appears as an angel of light. light. So yeah. you have to be cautious about that. There's mm-hmm. even been ministers I've read about that were godly men, but something appeared to them and said, it's not my will for you to be healed. It looked like an angel, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a real angel from God. It was some kind of demonic presence mm-hmm. that appeared to be godly. Right. But what he said was uns- unscriptural. Yes, yes. So the key to angelic discernment, from what you taught as well at the conference, is listen to what they say. Yep, that would it be It doesn't good. matter what they look like. It doesn't matter any of that. And, and in, in some cases, people aren't seeing angels either. But whatever is said mm-hmm. is the key here. Okay? That's what I would say about it. Um, okay, so this is a good one. I, you address this in your teaching, but I'm going to ask the question so that if somebody new is listening, they can okay. still get an answer. Can you speak to angels in your mind or like that is, can you dispatch them um, by asking them to minister to those around you in your mind? Or do no. you have to say words? I would say you have to say words. You have to say words. That That's borders it. on the occultic stuff, the mind stuff. Ah, so you need to speak. See, I think that might be, well, I'm going to teach too. Let's just get on with it. I may give I'm you an offering too. Turn, yeah, there you go. I'm going to turn my chair here. <laughs> Because this is what I think differentiates a Christian from the psychology of human behavior mm-hmm. is the words that we speak out of our mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Power, That's the power of life and death. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Power of life that's in our tongue. Yes. So. Right. And the life and death words come from the word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, a little extra for you. Do angels understand what we pr- when we pray in tongues? I would say yes, and I have to go in a lot of detail. I will tomorrow in the service about a vision I had. And I could tell you a little part of it right now. I felt concerned about a couple of missionaries. I was a part of their support, a main mm-hmm. part of their support. And they were in two different countries, and I had my intercessors with me, and we, we, we'd been praying for 16 years once a week, and I led mm-hmm. an hour teaching hour prayer. Anyway, we were praying that. Uh, and uh, I had just had a vision the night before into a new room, and in that room was some angels that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the next day was intercessory prayer. So we're praying. I am apprehensive about these two couples. They both have three children. One was in Honduras. One was in Mexico. And we began to pray, and I prayed everything I knew to pray in English, just as a maybe a little bit of a seasoned intercessor, pleading the blood, rebuking the devil, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. And still felt like I missed the target. I don't know if that people mm-hmm. listen and understand that, but right. you could pray and then you just feel like, what is wrong here? Yes. I'm not hitting pay dirt. So I said to the intercessors, let's just pray in the spirit for this one couple in such and such a country. And we prayed and uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, when I close my eyes and I'm praying in my tongue, my normal praying in tongues, there's an angel, the room was filled with angels, but there was one over here that mm-hmm. when he looked at me, I knew he knew how to help me. Mm-hmm. And But when I began to communicate with him, I went into a different dialect of some unknown tongue. And I found the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, if I pray with the tongues of men yes. and of angels. So I spoke oh. something to him in a foreign, a foreign language I had never spoken before. It was a form of tongues because I had no idea what I was saying, but I knew he was understanding from his facial expression. And... It took about two minutes, and then he shot through the wall, just like a like a falling star, except horizontal. So I said, and when I stopped, all the intercessors stopped. They didn't see what I was seeing, right. but they knew the stop with me. Yes. So we felt like that took care of it. Then we began to pray for this other family in another country, 
And again, we prayed everything we knew to pray in English. And I may have had some of my leaders pray too, but we knew we just weren't hitting pay dirt. So I said, let's just pray in tongues again. Close my eyes. I'm back in this new room that I was just in the night before. And there's an angel on this side of the room. This time got my attention. He didn't wave at me. But somehow, like if you're in an airport and you know somebody and you see him a distance off, there's something, you know, uh-huh. well, he knows me. I know him. Right. I didn't know this being, this angel before, but I knew he was going to help me. So when I began to speak to him, tried to speak to him in my normal praying in tongues, I went into some other dialect with him, different than that one. It was just one of those moments I knew what to do, and I just yielded to it. And it only took about two minutes, and then he shot through the wall out that way. Uh-huh. Within about three months, I got a call from the one in Mexico first, Three armed bandits came to their home. They have three children, have three boys. I don't know how the boys were, maybe teenagers, I don't remember. And the mom and dad, and the, one of the robbers said, where's your safe? And Michael, his friend of mine now, says, uh, he's been a friend for 40 years. He said, I don't have a safe, I'm a missionary. What are you thinking? <laughs> and he said that and then laughed at him. And then he put them, they put them all in the room, and the three armed gunmen heard disturbance outside the home and got confused and left. Nobody got touched. He had a wife there and his yeah. three boys. They didn't steal a watch. They didn't take anything at all from the home out. They just, it disbanded. Yeah. Yeah. Then the other guy called me, too, just within a week of that call from another nation. And he said, I came home another night, and my two older children were with me. My wife was at home and my baby girl, and they had them tied upstairs in a chair upstairs in the bedroom and when I came through the door a guy had a pistol and pulled it on me and I told my kids run kids so the two were with me they took off and I had an altercation right in my doorway with the guy with a live pistol yeah. and I, he dro- I got the pistol away from him it dropped and he took off the guys upstairs heard a commotion ran down ran out the back door his wife was not molested yeah. was not raped or the girl it was just a supernatural yes. God just disrupted the yes. whole deal Yes. Where anything tragic would have happened. Yes. And I don't believe that's coincidence. No, I believe no. that we just moved with God in yes. that moment. Now, that doesn't happen to me every day I pray. Right. But I have had incidents like that. Right. But when we're involved in kingdom work, we we will end up having to speak the kingdom language mm-hmm. at whatever level is necessary. I know this. The devils understand because when I was in Siberia, they speak Russian. I've been in uh, Peru many times. They speak Spanish. And Mexico and Costa Rica and all over, you know, England, they speak English. Germans, they speak German. But all the devils know me wherever I speak to them. They, they obey me when they come out. They, they, they're mm. in a foreign oh, country. Right. Inhabiting because people that don't English. speak English. Yeah. Ah. I didn't need an interpreter for that either. So, so do you, would they know every language then? I don't know, but they knew to they come out. They know the authority. They know the authority in ah. my words. I think that would be superior. So the to. authority does not have a, di- a language like we know. It has a, an, a dialect of its own, if you really, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think perhaps that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think just like, uh, you know, angels would know things that we say, and we're all different. Right. In, in the earth. You know, right. the Germans speak German. Yes. But they know what to do when right. they speak that language as right. compared to us speaking English. Ha, ha, ha. It's yeah, that's good. That's good. So this is another one, which I think a lot of people would have this question. Do you have authority for your grandchildren's angels? I would say you do to some level if uh, that's been passed down and you are you, you're a spiritual person. You know how to pray like that. But like, well, let me say what I did with my own kids. Now, one's 42 and my son is 34. When they were about 13, I put them on the couch. I said, now, Daddy's been able to believe for you the best I can. We took them to the doctor if we didn't get immediate results, and they were burning up with the fever. We're not stupid people <laughs> because we're spiritual. Right. But 
what I said to my kids were, you, you to my daughter first, and she's older. She's 13. I said, you're going to have to get some Bibles and wear something out like Daddy has. I could agree with you the rest of my life. If you live right and I live right, our faith could meet, and I could agree with you for things, but I cannot carry you the rest right, of your life right. on my faith alone. Right. God expects a responsibility out of you. You're yes. only 13 now. It may not come to an end until you're 20-something. I don't know for sure what to tell you. Right. I just know you need to be in the Bible, and not that they weren't. They had a Bible. You're going to have to read it and meditate and do your own studying. And you're going to have to have your own faith life and your own confession life mm-hmm. and have revelation yourself of what you're doing. Right. I could help you, but I can't just carry you indefinitely for every every situation in your life. Right. And But there are people, you know, where the family, in the house, it might just be the one person that's spiritual. Right. And everybody else isn't. Um, is That would be intercession, though, wouldn't it? I think so, yeah, for the grandchildren. Yeah, or even for your kids that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you got saved later in life, so you never right. grew them up in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's time now, you know, where they're, like, things are happening. Is there a way to pray for them? Is there a way where you can have angelic protection for them from your angels? Or how does that work? Do you, I'm asking a question. That's yeah, not I, I don't know for sure. I think you could cover them for a period, a season. Yeah. Because of God's mercy, I'm right. answering that based on what I know of his mercy. Right. But at the same time, I don't think it's a carte blanche you're just going to use the rest yeah. of your life if somebody doesn't have some level of responsibility back to learn something themselves. Well, Paul, I mean, he had a, when he was Saul and he became Paul, I mean, he had three days to decide what he's about to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we know he'd made the right decision, but if he didn't, I'm not sure we would have heard of him again and mm-hmm. maybe even what happened to him after that. Yeah. So, I mean, those are complicated questions yeah. or good questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that sometimes maybe if the parents, of course, I'm not talking about my own family, but anybody's family, if the parents aren't Christian and then the grandkids get saved, I think grandpa or grandma could carry them for a season because mm-hmm. it's in the family. Right. That type right. of thing. Yeah. But again, I don't think you're going to carry everybody indefinitely. Right. You know, because right. their, their belief system has to gel up with the word. Yes. And a lot of right, people can talk a good talk, will. but they really can't walk the walk, you know. Right. So. But we have the human will, too. So yeah. that's why it has to gel up, because if they're not, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Am I saying too much? Oh, no. We're doing good here, right? Um, oh, okay. This, this is a good one. Okay. <laughs> you looked at me like, hmm, it's a good one. I'm asking it because I bet you people want to know the difference. Okay, I'm going to ask you the question. Okay, try. We'll see. Is it possible to have an angel kiss you on the cheek? Uh, I've never heard of that. Uh, I've never heard of that. I know angels will sometimes, when I'm ministering to people, they will minister to people with me, but they don't kiss me or kiss the person I'm ministering mm-hmm. to. So I don't know about that question. Mm-hmm. I've never known of that. All the books I've read... Right. On angels, I've never heard of it before. But I'm not saying it's impossible, but they're coming to a different dimension there, too. Right. Um, There's a question about how do you, um, like, do you ask angels to do something or do you decree? You did teach on that in detail just just now before we went live again. But in general, angels will not go to, from what I understand from your teaching in general, angels will not do something unless we speak the word of God for to activate their actions that's, to do something. That's, that's correct. That's my synopsis of what you have taught. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they're looking for us to say something, 
not just God. That's the thing right. I think a lot of people have wrong, that God's in charge of everything. But he's not in charge of everything down here. He already set it up, and Adam blew it, and Jesus came and got it back for us. Right. So he gave us the keys to the kingdom. Jesus did, yes. which means we can bind, we can loose. Right. I always tell people, if you bind it and that don't work, loose it. You need, you need to figure out how that's done right. in faith, of course, yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. And so everything we're talking about, though, Dr. Jacobs, uh, the faith, it has to be by faith. Yes, Meaning absolutely. that we believe and agree that the Bible is saying this is what's possible. Yes. So I always like to say faith is the currency of heaven. Like faith that's is the currency comment. of the kingdom of God. Yes. If you... Like the Bible says about come and buy without money and all this, but mm-hmm. it, faith is what that is, the yes, money of Yes, absolutely. So anybody can come in and do this with the word of God. Absolutely. absolutely. So it's not some, um, it's not a mature level of how long you've been a Christian. It's a mature level of how much you have decided to. You're going to believe this yes. over your feelings yes. or over what seems to be. Right. I'm, I'm thinking now one of my grandkids, I prayed for him a while back, about eight months ago, and I called my daughter. I said, I've been praying for so-and-so, and he's going to make a turn. And we didn't. I said, you may not see anything for a while, but I don't maybe two or three months I didn't see any change. But I wasn't looking for him to demonstrate that right mm-hmm. away. But just recently we've seen the little changes mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just recently mm-hmm. I said to my daughter, he's turning. Mm-hmm. And, and turning for the better. He's not yeah. a bad kid. He's just been a had a lot of stuff happen around right me. right do i need to be specific about how many angels to send places no i wouldn't say that's scriptural to that okay. I know of. unless you know by the holy ghost if you had a word of knowledge you could do it but i normally don't so in that line you know you talked about us having our personal angel mm-hmm. right which people would refer to as a guardian angel right mm-hmm. so in the, so is there an angel that is in charge of all the other angels that come to work with us well there is a structure yes you know we have uh what is that uh, term with michael there an archangel they are uh-huh. leaders because the word arch means above Okay. And they are over other angels. But Michael seems more involved with fighting and different things right. like that. Now, let me rephrase this about because I prayed for it. We prayed as a church recently for Ukraine. Okay. And in that case, I released all the angels that would go. I just released them and said, okay, with the go, number and, of go, angels. And go okay. and help this nation right. get through this. Right. <laughs> it was just horrific yes. when I saw on TV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we are the church. We can do something about it. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. we could do something about it. Yes. And we should be praying with some faith in us that yes. God will protect people that are right. Yes. You don't just murder people and they right. get away with That is not normal no. for people no. to slaughter other people Mm-mm. and send bombs into hospitals and blow up kids and blow up women yeah. and people that aren't even fighting. They're just trying to escape and get away from a right. lunatic. You know, that's the way I put it. Yes. Yeah. I know this goes everywhere, but well, no, do yeah, I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent So have we a did pray that night for the angels to go and help <laughs> yeah. the Ukrainian people that are trying to survive and make it on the other side of this and get through that. So in that case, we did. I didn't have a number in my head or anything. I just released them. So the the, the follow up question to that from the same card is like, do how do I com- command it to help others? Let's see. Can you send angels to help unsaved people? I mean, I know that we kind of touched on that with the family members, uh-huh. but for unsaved people um, or Christians who are being deceived. 
Uh, I think you can in this regard. I remember I've been praying for our presidents for, I don't know, Lord only knows how long I've been praying for presidents, you know. But praying for all of them, their households. And because some of them, I'm not sure they were saved. Some of them said they were or whatever. But I just don't pay attention to what they say. I just go by what the Father's telling me. But sometimes I will ask the angels to help them to pay attention. Like, you know, for example, somebody's... uh, uh, cleaning the restroom at the White House, and but they stay around a little extra, and one of the leaders comes in, maybe not to use the restroom, but into the an office or some room closed, and they get talking. Then I pray the angels would touch somebody, the person that needs to receive that, and either say to them in their ear, they can't, they're not down here talking, they're out here talking. Right. Listen to this person for a minute, and sometimes stop them in their, you know, because. People are motivated to be quick if they're about their business. Right. And sometimes they don't stop to listen to anybody. Ah. So sometimes I'll pray, Father, get their attention, or maybe an angel could speak to them to stop a minute and listen to this person. Though their level of social standing is totally different. Right. One guy's fixing the toilet or cleaning the bathroom. Another person's a vice president of the United States or whatever. You know, uh, that God would get a hold of people that way. It's kind of how I pray. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know everything, just to make that clear. <laughs> but here, we're going to ask you anyway, and if you know it, you'll answer it. If I'll you don't, we'll move on. Yeah. Do all angels have their own names? You know, I think they do, but I don't know very many of them. I just know the ones listed in the Bible. You know, there's three <laughs> or four. But uh, uh, I know Brother Hagen had, he knew the name of his angel. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people may know. I just keep it as simple as I can keep it. This is a good question in that I bet you people are thinking this too. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you need a specific, okay, if you need a specific type of angel for a situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can you ask for one or do you need to have a gifting for that type of angel? And that is a very good question. I don't know how to answer that other than to say, you know, a lot of the angels that work with me work with me in my healing part of my ministry. There's some other angel I had in another vision, 2008. I'll tell the whole story tomorrow. But he defends me against beings that are trying to uh, deter me or take me out. And they're just different creatures, and I hadn't seen anything like that up until then. Mm-hmm. And I questioned God about it because he said this, he's going to help protect you against these types of creatures in the vision I was mm-hmm. having. And I said, well, and I talked. I said, well, I thought you gave me an angel when I was born, and I know who he is. And he said, yeah, you do, but this is different because now you're becoming more established in the prophet's mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of beings. He's pointing at this creature mm-hmm. that was coming for me. These are the kind of creatures that are going to try to attack you now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that because it looked like he, an ape, but he had a demonic head on him. Mm-hmm. He's a big creature, and he moves extremely fast. I don't know how he did that. But this one at my foot, he stood up, and he had a bow and arrow. When he first came into vision, he didn't have any. He had clothing on, but he didn't have any weaponry. And he stood up, and he went like this and grabbed an arrow out of the back of his thing back there and hit him. And he just disintegrated. So I'm talking to the Lord. I'm having a vision. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's difficult to tell visions to people because I'm trying to tell you in English and it was a spiritual experience. <laughs> right. 
I said, well, you, and I said to the Lord, you can't kill a demon with an arrow, can you? No, you can't, but I'm showing you this, that that angel that just took him out is going to be assigned to you from here on in yeah. to protect you against yes. these types of creatures. Right, right. And I said, praise God. I said, what about the one you gave me? When? And he said, that's different. And this wow. is a different time for you. And yes. then I heard Dr. Dufresne say something very similar after I had the vision. I submitted it to him anyway because he was my spiritual right. father and covering. And I said, if you tell me I'm crazy, then I'll just forget it. But he said, I believe it's God, and I believe those eight angels that came are under your control now. That's why they came to you in the vision. Right. So let's pick up on something you just said. Angels under our control. Now, you've talked about it in our last session a little bit. Mm -hmm. But to, to secure in us that we have control over angels that have been assigned to us no matter what level they are or for what reason. Mm -hmm. And how do we, because see, the, the world system of management is different mm -hmm. than the kingdom of God. Yes. So in the kingdom of God, you don't have to, um, you don't have to um, sugarcoat things. Let's no. put it this way. It's a very commanding atmosphere is what I'm, I'm yes. to paraphrase. So if we're going to control angels it's like commanding them but we're doing it using the word that's already been written for their uh, activation yeah. so to speak and you also indicated that even just the gist or the essence of what the word said you know, like you're not quote you don't have to quote the scripture but you know the word says this yes. can happen yeah you can also do it in that way Is that yeah and let me add this i think as a help is like the scripture i use that i gave as an illustration second timothy 4 18 the lord delivers me from every evil work that is really it is specific, but in the context of what we're talking, it's a generic comment. So sickness and disease is evil, but yes. so is having a car wreck and getting killed. Right. <laughs> or so is right. somebody uh, coming into a restaurant with a weapon and shooting everybody. Right. So when I say that, I'm giving it more of a generic flair so that that angel can do whatever he yes. needs to do to deliver me from anything right. that would mess with me. Right, so it's giving permission ahead of time. Yes. And it's, now there's a thin line there. It's, if when we do that, we're not acting in fear that we're afraid something no, will happen. No, no. There's a difference, you know, just for people to understand. Yes. That. We are just simply setting up our day. And if people are in fear, what they say will be in fear, and that doesn't work. It doesn't work with right. fear. It works with faith. Yes. All of it has to be by faith. Yeah, so you first have to know what the word says. This is why we got to read our Bible. Absolutely. And we got to be taught the word. So we understand just like you did this weekend, you know. And they should and every person should become more established unless there's a serious mental problem there, which I can't imagine right. with them as they speak the word on a consistent basis concerning the angels. Right. That's what I'm trying to right. say. Like it should be part of our what we say. Like we mm -hmm. shouldn't leave them out of the equation. That's right. That's what you're saying. We should um, be able to. It's it's like it's like if you paid a staff to take care of your house. Yeah. And then every day you're just paying them every week or month or whatever, mm -hmm. but you never ask them to do something. Your house is a total disaster and a mess. Like nobody would ever do that. No. So it's the same thing with us. We've got all these angels, and we're trying to run around trying to do things, and we could have had help the whole time. And I don't think we you, – you need to be somewhat specific, but I think sometimes you we run it – the humans run it in the ground that if I can't answer verbatim what I'm trying to say to every question, 
they just give up on it. That's not true. The right. Secret Service and people that work with our president that guard the White House, they are equipped for every kind of emergency yeah. you could imagine, from yeah. a jet flying over dropping a bomb to a crazy person at the gate trying to shoot somebody to yeah. just anything you right. could imagine that would hurt our president right. or the people in that house. They are given to protect it in every situation. Yes. So yes. it's not just one thing or another, but just gen- generically to protect that person. Yes. And the other part of it is, too, we don't need to be sitting down trying to figure out what evil could be no. done to us. Do no, you know I'm what not saying? saying that. No, no, but what I'm saying is if we want to get so specific, we'd have to think about all the evil possibilities. Well, we don't have time for that. No. If we just know that this is what it's available for every evil, any evil work yes. the devil can think up and his angel and his people that we got angels that protect us for that. And we've activated them to do activate. that. Activate. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Can we deactivate our angels by saying something besides not saying something? Is there things we can say? You did allude to that. Yeah. The familiar the, spirits. Yeah. The familiar spirits yeah. will listen to all that right. negative stuff. If you start downgrading yourself, you know, I'm not very smart. I'm not, I, I don't hold a good job. Well, you're only doing that. You're, you're becoming that by saying that. And um, unfortunately, most people have been beat up by their parents or their grandparents or teachers or some other group in their life that doesn't like them. Right. And spoke down to them, despondently to them. And unless they're renewing their mind to what God says they are, they usually don't have a very strong self-worth. Yes. Or I'm not doing it psychological. I'm just saying I just know that's true of people. And then if they feel like that, they don't. When I say you got the authority to do this, they go, Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have authority to do that, do I? Yes, you do. But mm-hmm. they don't feel confident. Yes. And again, you get back into fear and doubt and unbelief through that. Yes. And then that don't work either. And that's activating a whole different side of the story. Yeah. Um, when we lay hands on the sick, uh, is the healing activated through our angels or just from God? Well, uh now, I'm not sure that everybody, I know I have angels who work with me in the healing ministry. Right. I'm not everybody, I don't think everybody has that. Right. So when I didn't have that, I just laid hands on people, believe for the anointing yes. that was in me to take care of that. But as I began to, uh, different angels, I mentioned some of those in, during this weekend. The one that does lungs. Mm-hmm. Then I have other other two that came after a vision in 2008. And they said, we're our part with you will be to repair and restore people's bodies. They didn't put a limiter on it, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I just believe other people are getting healed. So, and sometimes when I lay hands on people, like I said to you about the people in uh, Manzanillo, mm-hmm. they, they were sticking their hands in people's chest, doing right. something to their heart. But I didn't always have that in right. my ministry, and people got healed of hearts right. without that. I mean, and the Bible says believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So yes. it didn't say in any you'll see the angels do it. No. So this question is along the same lines. I think I just want to make sure that the uh, that people aren't getting um, confused or mixed up. That mm-hmm. in order for healing to work, you have to have a healing angel. No, I don't think that's and accurate. And I don't think, yeah, it's not accurate. It's just that you have the gift of seeing. You get to see mm-hmm. that this is happening. But... It probably is happening when other people pray too, but they're not seeing it happen. That's perhaps accurate. Yeah, but we don't know. But we know the Bible says believers shall lay hands on the, on the sick, sick and, and they shall recover. And nothing about angels in that passage. Exactly. And we have faith to believe whatever the Bible says is true. So if you are a believer and you got hands that you want to lay on people, you could do that. You are actually released to do that as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
So I just want to make that clear, you know. Some believers will have more or less anointing on them, and right. some may have a strong anointing for healing when they right. and they may not even be fivefold ministers. Right. I've heard of that. Right. Just a good person in a church that yes. knows something about God and healing. And they would pray for people. They may have or may not have any angels right. working with them. Right. What I'm saying is just what I have, yes. what I know I have, yes. not in a bragging way, but just to share with people sometimes that the angels are helping me yes. doing things that I can't. Like, for example, we've had a lot of people heal with scoliosis. Their spines are crooked. Right. And I, one lady I'm thinking of, I prayed for her, and she fell out, and I went on down ministering. And the Lord said, turn around, look. I looked, and the angel stuck his hand right through her midsection, grabbed her tailbone like that, and jerked it. I saw that happen. And she told me the next day that her spine was totally straight. Her husband checked her at home. So that is a good point because somebody actually wrote a question about scoliosis. Uh-huh. And you said the next day the lady, you know, she went and checked. So here's the question. I have been praying and believing for healing of scoliosis for years. Okay. I have prayed. I, I was prayed for last night. So they were in the prayer line mm-hmm. last night when you called out for bones. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there anything that would keep me from receiving healing, or should I just believe it until I see it? I think you should just believe it until you see it. Yes. You have to believe, like Jesus said in John 20, you know, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. Now, it's just true that sometimes I would say this is not uh, in the forefront of my ministry at this point. I had had people, well, I had a, a lady who had a tumor under her armpit, to break at the end of a session, I was in Columbia, South America, Columbia, what is Central? Or? Bogota, Bogota, thank you, in Bogota, and I did five hours of teaching, and after every 50 minutes, I took a 10-minute break. Well, this lady came to me when I stopped teaching, said, I got a tumor under my armpit, and I said, well, in Jesus' name, I curse it, now go check yourself in the bathroom during this break. Came back and said it was gone. I felt it disappeared. Yeah. But that was pretty quick. Yeah. Like just a few seconds, right. she went right. to the lady's right. room and checked herself. Right. But now, what I'm saying is that isn't always the case. Right. It's that instant. Yes. So, yes. you know. I would say, too, Dr. Jacobs. Just don't let it get stolen. No. If you came up for prayer and, and at the, the moment the anointing that was activated was for um, bones and this is a bone issue, yeah. just say, I got it and I ain't, taking, I ain't giving it up for nobody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you see it, if it's moving, if it got stuck, it don't care. The key is you're not giving it away yeah. and you're not letting it be taken away. This is so secret. This is a big secret. You got it. You came, you, it. you took it. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is keep it. <laughs> I prayed for a lady from Canada in Lima, Peru. I was with Dr. Dufresne. He asked me to take a service. I took it. I preached. I don't know what I preached on redemption, maybe. It's by the blood. And I told about a lady in Indiana that I prayed for that had scoliosis and how God healed her. This lady from Canada, she spoke good English. I didn't know that when I prayed for her. She's just one of the ladies in the line. But she came for that reason, and she caught me the next day coming into the service. Dr. Jacobs, well, I knew she wasn't one of the nationals because mm-hmm. they speak Spanish, and said, I'm from Canada. My husband's with me. You prayed last night. You know, you laid hands on me. I didn't feel a thing, but said I went to bed, and when I had a knot also in my spine that was about that big that radiated pain, and my spine was had scoliosis. It was crooked. And when I woke up this morning, the knot's gone, the pain's gone, Praise and my God. spine is straight. Yes. So she slept on. Yes. So by the morning when she got up, her husband checked her, he was with her, yes. and she's totally normal. Yes. The key, don't give it up. It was here, and you came and got it, and just don't give it up. <laughs> I yelled at her at the airport in Lima because I said, hey, lady with the heeled back, she's way over there at the Canada Air, and I was going to something else. 
I, how long had you had that? She said, I was born with it. Oh, wow. So she yeah. was probably 33 yeah. years old. Yeah. She'd had it all of her life. Yeah. Well, we already answered that. How do we activate or access the angels? Um, do they have their own names? We already answered that. Hey, people have duplicate questions. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, if an angel tells you his name, I guess it'd be suitable. Yeah. For, you could call him that, but I don't ask stuff like that typically. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are duplicates. Okay. Um, does everyone have a host of angels? And if you do, can you assign that angel to do something for another person? Well, that's that's a popular question. So do we all have a host of angels? Because Jesus said, I could have called 10,000 angels or whatever. I think that's where that's coming yeah, from. Yeah, he, he said that. Now, Brother Hagen, I, didn't, I have the article with me somewhere, but Brother Hagen in his book, I Believe in Visions, he's... Um, Having a vision, he's having a vision with Jesus, and I'd read that book two other times and marked it, but I didn't see this until the last time I read it. Uh, he's talking to Jesus, and he says, who's this guy? And he said, that's your, that's your guardian angel or whatever, your personal angel. He said, you didn't think because you grew up you lost him, did he? And Brother Hagin said, well, I don't know. And he began to talk to him about it. He said, when I'm done talking, turn to him. He's going to say something to you. And he said, why don't you just tell me? And he said, just kind of do what i'm telling you so so jesus gets done he turns to this angel and what had happened is a businessman had offered to i understand loan him some money for his ministry to produce ministry materials like books and tapes and mm. stuff but he had an ulterior motive mm. and back in that day don't sound like much money now let's say it was thirty five hundred dollars that's not much money at all anymore but anyway that was in the 50s and the angel said lord told me to tell you not to let that man help you because he's got ulterior motive. He's going to try to take it away from you later. Mm. And then he said, well, I need so-and-so. And he said, the angel just turned right around and said, and the angel turned around and turned right back to him and said, my angels are out there working on that now. Ah. And this is what I would have said. Brother Hagin said it. Your angels talking to his personal angel. Now, the reason I tell that is because God is not partial. Mm -hmm. And that angel that Brother Hagin said said that was his personal angel. Yes. So if he gets a personal angel that's got under angels under him, then I do too. And so yes. does every American, every human, let me right. say different. But I'm not sure we realize that. And then, and the reason I hesitate to say that, that was given in a vision to Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, but he answered a question for me. Right. And then I read Richard Sigmund's book, yes. My Time in Heaven. Yes. He went to heaven. He was dead for eight hours. He was, his body was in the morgue. He was in heaven, and two angels were skirting him around heaven. And he, one of them turned to him, the one that did the talking. He said, did you know that most humans don't know they have other angels associated with their personal angel that help do things for the individual? Yes. So at least you think, well, I'm going to send my angel to do that. And he sends one of his angels to do that, and he stays with you. Right. See, I don't think we realize that. Yes. So your personal angel never leaves you. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. He's with you. So here's my question, too. My question. If, so when we're born, you know, we have an angel. Okay. If you don't receive Jesus and you're a certain age, does your angel stay with you for life whether you're saved or not? That's I don't question. know the answer to okay. that. I really don't. Well, we don't want to find out, do we? Just get saved. That's pretty much <laughs> what you need to do. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So I think we're going to do like, uh, we got three more here. You doing all right? I'm doing all right. Dr. Jacobs has just taught like three or four hours. So we got to, you know, ask. um, 
and I stand I stand scrutinized by everybody that hears this. Somebody may have a different point of view, and that's fine with me. I'm not here to argue anything. I'm just telling from what mm-hmm. I know yeah. about the situation. And some yeah. things I don't know. Right. So this person is saying that their husband has stage 4 kidney disease. How does he obtain healing through his personal angels? But again, I'm going to answer that with the scripture. Just mm-hmm. the scripture I think good. you retain healing by yeah. believing for healing from yeah. God Almighty. Right. Regardless of the angels. Right. They, those, I've just told you my story because mm-hmm. I have healing angels that work with me in the healing ministry. I'm required by God to tell people that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, at times, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't say everything publicly that I know is going on, too, because people are already confused. I don't want to confuse them. <laughs> yeah. I did ask Dr. Jacobs to tell us what he sees because we want to hear. Well, he'll tell us that at lunch or something. Okay. So this question was already um, answered I, to, to me, but I don't know if you spoke it out, I think. Uh, so let me ask you, when okay. when we die, do our angels go to heaven? Or you did it in the last yeah. session yeah. with us and continue to be on our personal or continue to be our personal angels or do they get different assignments? So you answered that yeah, with answered all it the and angels. I said no, yeah. because here if they're in this planet, this is their sphere of influence here. I mean, they got to live here with us, and we got them doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, I'd say it's I mean, pretty that's sad. a pretty sad... Uh, the angels in heaven are having more fun than the <laughs> I mean, don't make your angels sad. <laughs> I don't know if they get sad or happy or uh, whatever, but uh, they must get, they get happy. happy over yeah. sinners that yeah. repent, yeah. it yeah. says. But, the, but, but your they're not emotional were... like us. Right. Thank God. Thank God. They, <laughs> they would just leave because we uh, oh, hurt gosh. their feelings. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my goodness. Um, People are led by their feelings. And the most reason I'm saying that yeah, sometimes, not yeah. by the word or, or spirit. So this is a good question, which it says, when God creates an angel for a certain purpose, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. do they remain in that uh, position or do they get to move up? You know, in the movies, how they say the angels earn their wings or whatever. I think that's what this is. But let's just, disp- let's just dissipate okay. that whole thing. Do angels change their position or role for whatever they were created for i don't know i don't know an example to tell you that they yeah. do it's possible maybe but i don't know of any incidents uh you know where that's yeah. occurring right now i don't i've never thought about it much either uh okay so this follow-up question to that is how are they different from us you just answered that in while we were joking how are they different from us since we are a little above them. Mm-hmm. But see, I don't even think that's... We're not a little above them. No, we're, we're... We're a little bit under God, not a little bit above the angels. We got to straighten that out. Yeah, well, we're in a different uh, class of individuals yes, than the angels. we're just... They, <laughs> okay, sorry. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, what's it, that question? So the question is... <laughs> So how are they different from us since we are a little above them? The will, the emotions, do they, do they, um, do they learn like us? I think that's the word. Do they learn well, like they us? Could, maybe I don't know how much they learn, but they're restricted in what they know about redemption. Because Peter says they desire to look into the things that we understand. And, of course, in Ephesians, it tells you that uh, we're making known to some of them uh says to the intent that now that be now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places may be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So sometimes we're helping them learn things too a little bit mm-hmm. in their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. If you right, follow me. Right, right. 
Right. You know, so I don't know if they get promoted or not. I just know they're not. Uh, humans are so conflicted because they have so many emotions, and that's right. what people live by yes. more than the spirit. Yes. If we learn to walk in the spirit, it'd be a lot better for us. Right. But we're all, I mean, I have emotions too. I've just determined a lot of years ago I wasn't going to let them drive me, move me, motivate me, mm-hmm. and be driven by emotions anymore. Right. You know, because I was very unstable yeah. when I was a younger person. Because, you know, with the emotions of humans, the longing for promotion comes from that. Whether you're supposed to be in another position or not, humans just think if they don't change position, something's wrong with them. Uh-huh. And and But angels wouldn't think that way. No. This is what I was created for. It'd be a copier. I was created to make copies. I don't long to make coffee. No. I just make copies. Well, the ones that went with Satan in the beginning in that rebellion, <laughs> that, that coup in heaven, they had they a coup got in heaven. Demoted. They got demoted. Yeah. And then there was a group of them that came and had uh, relations with women. I don't even want to uh-huh. go down that with right. you very deeply. But Genesis 6, uh-huh. they're confined in chains and darkness. They're not even allowed on the planet anymore. Right. Right. Because they violated their flesh and yeah. they violated other humans uh-huh. in a and uh-huh. that, mm-hmm. and the the children became the giants that mm-hmm. uh, harassed Israel yes. their whole existence until right. they were all killed. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, there's a lot of different things here. I'm glad nobody asked me about a pre-Adamic race and right. all that. I thought somebody <laughs> would. Well, I wouldn't have asked it probably because that Thank would take you. too much to be talking about. Maybe they did and I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've helped you or not. I've oh yes, you to. have. Because I think these are questions that people have in their minds from movies, Mm -hmm. from just things they've been passed down Mm -hmm. that are wrong information. Does anybody live have a question that maybe we didn't ask that was yours? Some of the handwriting couldn't read, so I didn't ask a question. Sorry. You know, some of it just comes with your knowledge and your experience, too. You know, I've been a person of prayer for many, many years. I didn't have all these dramatic experiences every week that I prayed. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I said to people a long time ago, it's been fulfilling to serve God and do what he's told me yes. to do for my life since I was 21 years old right. and got saved. Right. But I can't say it's all been great and it's been fun. I don't know if I'd use that word fun. seems yeah. like such a stupid word to use. <laughs> but uh, it's been worthwhile because mm-hmm. I've served him best I knew. I made a lot of mistakes. I repented. I've been quick to repent and quick mm-hmm. to forgive people. Yes. That's kept me alive a lot of time. Yeah. But... You know, I think your experience, too, if you begin to pray for other people, you'll have experiences that God will show you at times, uh, maybe not identical to the things I've shared with you. Right. And I haven't really shared everything until tomorrow. I'm going to share a bunch of the visions right. I've had just to help people see there's things going on that you can't see every day right. that God's trying to do to get you promoted, mm-hmm. to get you normal, to get you spiritual, to get you mature, to began, you began to become very stable where most people, they, they cower under that. Mm-hmm. They buckle up under that. It's too much pressure. But it doesn't, it's never too much pressure for a person that knows God really well. Right. And if the word is what keeps it, when we've done all to stand, stand. The word yeah. keeps us strong. I think maybe people shy away from things and blame insecurity so they don't have the responsibility. Yeah. To, to do it, true. but again, that's emotions, that's fear, that's mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the ministry of angels. Do we have any questions live that maybe we didn't ask? Maybe you wrote it down and I didn't read your handwriting. Are we all good? Go ahead. I'll repeat it so they can hear it online. Okay. A proper and proper way to command their angels. Well, I think it goes back to that thing I shared with you today. You were here in that last session about uh, your words 
and we use that Second Timothy 4.18 because it's just one of my favorite scriptures, period. And I just say, Father, I thank you today. The angels keep me safe from all injury, harm, and destruction, and they deliver me from every evil work. Of course, the Holy Ghost helps, too, inside of us. The Holy Ghost say, don't go there. Go here. Don't do that. And, you, and if you violate that, you get into disobedience, and you become a target for the devil. So you have, I think that's a guarded thing. But I don't know that there's an appropriate way other than just quoting the word. Father, I believe for the word to come to pass in my life today where I'm kept from the evil one and I'm making progress. And, of course, First John 5, I think, in the Amplified, I think even in the King James 5, 20 or 21, says you could keep yourself, he that's begotten of God, who's born again of God, keeps himself and the wicked one touches him not. not. Yeah. So you, as you begin to mature and begin to be sensitive to God, doing what he asks you to do, doing what he tells you to do, you can get to the place where the evil one can't touch you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds unrealistic, but it's not. It's in the Bible. Yeah. If it was unrealistic, it wouldn't be in there. Right. There's a reality to that we could get to. Mm-hmm. So, of course, even great men of God, you know, Brother Summerall said we all have feet of clay. We're all still people, mm-hmm. human beings. So, But we do our best to be more... I would say attuned to God, mm-hmm. close to Jesus. You know, everything in life's not hinging on the angels, but it's been so ignored. Right. When you hear me teach it, it's like, if you don't get this, you know, you're liable to go to heaven early because <laughs> you didn't pay attention. Right. And I said that clearly from Scripture, yes. Hebrews 2, 3. Mm-hmm. If you neglect this area, then there'll be going to be trouble yes. for you. Yeah. So I'm not making fun of people. I'm just saying I've been called to teach on this too mm-hmm. a lot. God just dealt with me about it. And he said to me a long time ago, whenever you're asked to go somewhere, unless they specifically ask you not to teach on angels, Mm -hmm. which I couldn't imagine anybody doing that to me, but you should think about in terms of that or that in deliverance, or you could teach faith if you want, Michael, or confession and all other things Mm -hmm. too. But I've just had a lot of experience with that, you know, the teaching on angels to help people come up to a standard they realize they have additional protection they maybe never knew existed. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you imagine what that's like mm-hmm. to have all this security in these angelic beings that know how to handle themselves and people doing without it. And the other part of it is we're being attacked by the unseen also. Yeah. So, and we have unseen that could protect us, but we're not activating it. That's right. I mean, that's just like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. <laughs> Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> you think I answered your question, though, no, about a proper way? I would say you say to the angel, go. That's a that's good what question. Dan- Daniel was trying to. That's what the angel was saying to Daniel and that lady in my Bible study. She didn't believe it. She wanted to argue with me about it. Right. I said, "Well, if you don't believe it, you're not going to have it. You don't have to worry about it. You're just not going to have any angelic protection." The angel himself stood there and told Daniel, "I'm here today because of your you, words." Yeah. A couple of verses earlier, it said God sent him. But the whole point is, God doesn't send people unless you talk. Right. So you don't have to. That be, was an initial thing that an angel right. would come and tell him that. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't know if that was his personal angel, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I think we have the right to say, "Angels come forth to protect me today, and my children, my grandchildren, and my you know, if you're married, you have a husband or a wife, you know, whatever the case would be, to protect us today, and to help us today in in life." 
Right. Uh, we just we're not worshiping angels. That's the key. Yeah. We don't worship we're the angels, but them. we command the angels. We have that authority to do that. Yeah. I mean, the question is, do we have the right to to kind of tell them what to do? I think, yeah, we do. You yeah, know, right? especially if you saying. closer you stay with the word, that's yeah. better. Thank you. That's Unless you just know God really well and you you trust yourself to say what you need to say. <laughs> that could be done too, but that yeah. takes time to learn that. Yeah. Well, hey, I think this was great. And I want to. You think we did thank okay? You. I think we did okay. What do you guys think? I think oh. we did all right. So, uh, so we'll say bye to our live stream audience. Bye-bye, bye bye, everybody. Thanks for. Uh,